My name is host Stuart Sutherland and I'm putting together a special podcast and I need two podcasters, two foul-mouthed Scottish podcasters. Now, you all might have heard rumours about a podcast happening soon and once we're balls deep, we're going to be doing one thing and one thing only, spoiling the fuck out and glorious bastards. Yes, sir. We in the polite talking business, no. We in the spoiling business. And cousin, business is booming. You can't listen to episode 151 of the Films and Swearing podcast. As I said to begin, I'm Stuart Sullen, and joining me across the room tonight is cousin, Mike Christie. That wasn't that bad, eh? That was actually not too bad at all. Aye. I give credit to Quentin Tarantino for writing that <laughs> and for me for just switching around some of those words and Ennio Morricone for this fine music. With the him? It's him on this. I fucking knew it was him, but I couldn't find it on IMDb, man. I could not find it. Aye. But I recognised like, some of like, the Western Aye. notes in the film. I was like, that sounds like fucking anyway. Let's fade that out. Aye, it is... I can't even pronounce it. It's like Rabia E. Tantarelta by Ennio Morricone like that music there was the ending credit like ah, right. once it's fucking finished cutting Carl. that boy's forehead and it yeah. just cuts the, the written and directed by Quentin Tarantino and you're like fuck ah. so ah, inglorious bastards time second stop in our Quentin Tarantino month yep so we're going for quite a leap from like Reservoir Dogs to Inglorious Bastards. Yeah, like we started off with his first film and we are now on to sixth. Yeah, aye. Yeah, because Django came after and then Hateful Eight, he's done eight films. Yes, aye. So. For a leap. Mm-hmm. I could, I mean, it wasn't 20 years, was it? Just under 20 years. Aye, aye, because this is 2009 and... Dogs, Dogs was 92. 92. Aye, so. so. Uh, shall we go into the cast? Yeah, man, I fired out. Okay, we've got Brad Pitt as Aldo Rain, Melanie Laurent as Shashona, Christoph Waltz as Hans Lander, Eli Roth as Sergeant Donny Donowitz, the Bayer Jew, yeah. uh, Michael Fassbender as Archie Hickox. Diane Kruger as Bridget von Hammerschmark. That was her name. Uh, Daniel Brühl as Frederick Zoller. Till Schweiger as Hugo Stiglitz. Gideon Burkhardt as Wilhelm Wilkie. Can't remember who that boy is, but he was. I don't know if he was one of the folk in the basement bar or not. Uh. uh Jackie Idol as Marcel, BJ Novak as Smithson Utvich, Omar Doom as Omar Uller, August Dehill as Major Hellstrom, Dennis Monchet, or I Minochet, Perrier Ladepit, and uh, Sylvester Groth as Joseph Goebbels. Uh, I didn't know Hitler's not mentioned on here. Oh well. Are you sure? 
on the list I've copy and pasted. Ah, it's not my notes, but yeah. I, I, for, I forgot to mention Hitler. Although we don't need to give him any credit, really. Well, I know he was magazine as the man of the year. <laughs> Back in the day. Ah, uh, 1941. Four. Ah, fuck it. History. I didn't take yeah. it. Anyway, this is a fictional history. Aye. Which could only end good. So, Mike, what is the plot to Inglorious Bastards? Um, a group of... Would you say they're soldiers or mercenaries? I feel like they're mercenaries. I feel like they're not going by the normal rules. Yeah. Yeah, a group of mercenaries, basically, are trying to kill Hitler. Mm-hmm. and scalp as many Nazis as possible Aye. in Nazi-occupied France. Anyway, Mike, this wasn't your first time watching Inglorious Bastards. Nah, to be honest, it's probably only my... maybe my fourth, maybe? Maybe my third, I'm not sure. I feel I'm maybe about the same, because I remember illegally downloading it back in the day, because that was still the point where there was no local cinema. You'd have to fucking get that busted on Fairmont yeah. if you wanted to see anything. Uh, so you do that. Then I think I bought it on DVD. Then I think I bought it on Blu-ray. Which I then think I traded in. Just when I moved and I needed the space. Uh, got rid of hundreds of DVDs and Blu-rays. Yeah. And then I bought it again for this. Yeah. So ah, maybe four or five times I've seen it. And it's one of those things where watching it, I still feel like I'm learning more about it. Aye. Uh, I've kind of picked up a wee like, bit more about it. Like, I could never remember how the ending plays out. I always know that fucking Hans Lander, like, when they get to that fucking line and they switch guard and then there's a double cross and he's freaking out. And I'm like, that bit was always foggy. But when watching it, like, for this... Makes fucking perfect sense. Yeah. Alright, before we go ahead, yeah. do you like the film, Mike? I um, I rank this oh higher than Pop Fiction. Yeah, I could see that. I actually, it's definitely in my top three anyway. Yeah. Reservoir Dogs was my first, mm-hmm. like my top fucking Tarantino film. And then it might be the bastards. Aye, but it's as as a as a choice between bastards or Kill Bill Volume One. Yeah, aye. I, like I fucking love Kill Bill Volume One. Mm-hmm. And it's weird because when you're watching them, there's there is part of you that kind of thinks ah, it's pulp fiction. Not to say it's too commercial, but it, it's all singing, it's all dancing, it, yeah. it's. Like completely different for Reservoir Dogs, like in comparison to uh, to money, essentially the financial backing to get the big fucking names, the yeah. big performances. For going through being stuck in a warehouse to fucking recreating a uh, fucking Nazi-occupied France in the forties. Yeah, like some coin is yeah, like with a proper budget behind him, this man could recreate worlds if he wanted to. Yeah. So it's easy to think, ah, Pulp Fiction's not as good as the rest. And then you watch Pulp Fiction again, and you're like, shit, this is a, this is a strong fucking film. Uh, it's like, folk, like, folk will always say that, that I didn't think 
I didn't think there's a person on earth that can name their top ten footer thumbs all the time and stick to that list. Nah, Same with like Tarantino thumbs. Mm-hmm. I think it's always going to change. Aye. It's impossible, especially for people that are fucking like, like us, that are dead fucking mad about films. It is impossible to lock down ten. Yeah. Like, we could maybe ask our Auntie Beth what her favourite five films are. And she might not have a, a solid five list that yeah. because she might not watch. Yeah. She's not watching as many films as we are. Yeah. Like, so... I'm pretty sure I tried to do my... Because Stuart McPherson asked... Aye. The other week about, like, doing a like, top ten thing. And I've, I've, I've struggled to fucking finish that list. Aye. Mines would look like a fucking King of the Ring tournament if it was, like, a worldwide King of the Ring tournament with all these individual brackets comparing all these films and slowly whittling them down. Yeah. And then that would just be to get one mark in my top ten. Yeah. So it would... No, it's... Aye. It's just no viable. Aye. Listen, you can even get that on a podcast. That'd be hours and yeah, hours yeah. of, like, debating. Yeah, like, you would actually finish it, but, like, right, I'm not posting this because this is actually inaccurate. Ah, you get there and say, right, I think I'm right. Fuck, I've no mentioned running, man. Right, scrap <laughs> it. Start again. <laughs> and then you realise you put a sausage pie in your top ten, you're like, fuck. Where the fuck is... Have I been punked? Where? <laughs> aye. It's not on any list anytime soon. Yeah. But I am... Um, I quite like this film. Aye. I it's... think his take on a war film mm-hmm. is actually pretty good. Uh, so... We'll go through this with chapters because that's the easiest way to talk about it. Yeah. Honestly, our opening chapter where we have uh, Hans Lander interrogating Pierre Ledpeat. Yeah. Like, that is a fucking tense opening. Like, ah, that, for that first time watching. That's like a really ingenious monologue. Mm-hmm. It's... Because it starts off, it's so calm and it's so like friendly and stuff and mm. the thing is like you kind of know if you've seen the trailer you also know that he's up to something nah fucking Hans Landa isn't a nice man yeah but it, there is when you're watching them, there's just this tension in the air like yeah. the way that fucking Pierre kind of summons his daughters to go yeah hey, like get in a house do this and then he looks like he's well, later on, later in the scene, because it's a good 20 that's, minutes. That's, that's about 20 minutes, I that opening scene. Mm-hmm. And, like, he's kind of getting a sweat on, and he's Yeah, and then he's he, kind of, he, he kind of gives up the ghost, basically, and that, and just... I because it's almost like uh, Hans is doing, like, a census. Yeah. Like, he's coming around, he just confirms him and his daughters. What about your neighbours, and... They start talking about like the Jewish, and they say, "Right, what happened to them?" And they say, "Well, I think they're in Spain." And yeah. they do the thing where, right enough, we've spent about twenty minutes uh, with a conversation in French. Yeah. Aye. And then they say, "Well, why don't we switch over to English?" And you're like, "Wait a minute, we are like, I wonder if people felt tricks, like, because there's not a lot of English in this film." Aye, that's what I was reading one of the travel notes was that book. A third of the form has English. Aye. Speaking. Because we've got like French, German, kind of Italian. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> American Italian. Yeah. Margarete. Yeah. So, um, but aye. 
just when they like they swap the English. Yeah. And he he says, "Well, I guess the way we're talking, the fucking people hiding in the basement didn't speak a word of English." But and yeah, he fucking breaks Pierre doing the tears uh, like yeah. he just oh, it's wonderful. Like Hans, like Hans Lander, Christoph Waltz is fucking amazing in this film. Yeah, and that was his like, first major film. Yeah, I I think he did have a history in film, but I think he was just just. I think it was German cinema. Yeah, or like TV and shit. Like it wasn't anything mainstream or that. Aye, so. I would love to look, like do my fucking research and find out how Tarantino found him. Like, what brought yeah. him? Like, did he just come to an audition and fucking knock out the park? Did Tarantino see him in something and thought that's my guy? Yeah. Like, where did this fucking mm. like little genius come from? Like, uh, there's, a, there's an interesting trivia I know that I'll bring up at the end regarding it. Cool, but he is. They're just he. He does seem to take quite a delight in what he does. Aye. He, he seems quite a positive, happy guy. It, like, when they offer him, like, a, a, a brandy or a wine. Aye. He turns it down and wants milk. Aye. He's like, just like, we're on your farm. Is that I'm going to trouble you for a glass of milk. And he drinks it and he's like, like much like your daughters and your cow, and your cows, if exceptional. Yeah. <laughs> it's like... And you noticed one of the daughters was that a French actress. I can't pronounce her name, but she was a female love interest in the last James Bond film. All right, I've I've not watched any of the Bond films. Spe- was it Spectre? Was the last Spectre one? was the last one. Aye. Aye. That I feel her name's like Lee, and then it's S. French name. So I knew her for that, and I think she was also one of the the French lassies in that. French lesbian film that got quite a lot of attention a couple of years ago. Blue is the warmest colour. Alright. Uh. Aye. I think that's... Yeah, I, I think that's right. Um, it just her face, her face looked dead recognisable, even though she has, like, two minutes of screen time in this. Yeah. So it was funny just going back and say, ah, she's went far. From here, she's ended up doing that, and then she's, yeah. in, she's a, now a Bond girl. So... Another little moment or a little touch I loved in that scene was when Hans wanted to smoke his pipe yeah. and pulls it almost like a fucking elephant tusk. <laughs> it's like a big like a big fucking hunter's pipe. Yeah. And he's fucking filling that up having a wee smoke of that. And it's like everything about him is outlandish. Yeah. Like his actions, his expressions. Yeah. The whole bit at the fucking end, I kind of just jumped two and a half hours, but when he's like, when he has to like pronunciation of things like, wrong. Ah, like, like, that's a bingo. That is that how you say it? Yes. Yeah. Like, we just say bingo. Like, okay. Bingo. <laughs> it's like oh, <laughs> for like an SS colonel, you're fucking adorable. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. Um. Anything like? Um, I like the also when the that bit kind of picks up it's the fucking music when he the tension when he then well, he opens the door to, aye, when he to like let stop, the when daughters he back the, aye, when he stops speaking English 
and start speaking in French. And, uh, and aye, then, aye. Did you a Jew? And he's like, uh, brings aye. a daughter in and happens to be the soldiers. Aye. And, and then they start shooting up the fucking flavours. Aye, it's like almost horror movie music. It's like yeah, violins yeah. going mental. And seeing the fucking floor just turn to sawdust. Yeah. As they, they just fucking obliterate it with bullets. Yeah. Aye. And that fucking visual of like Shoshona just bolting through the field fucking yeah. covered in blood of her family yeah I always wonder why he Disney like he takes sure, the gun it uh, lines it up he goes nah uh, he's like oh it's, I, was, I just work in the motivation behind I kind of wonder I wanted to like kind of wonder what would have happened to like the farmer and his like daughters and all that I, I guess that like at that time that would have been like basically fucking death sentence Aye. You know what I mean? Yeah. But that's it. He, he, he ratted them out. So I think they probably just were left with a fucking fucked floorboards. Yeah. And some bodies to get rid of. Aye. But, aye. Because that's, it's, it's obviously the grim yeah. fact of and war. I mean, that's, but, and like, that's like the first chapter. Aye. You're, and you and need it's... to like, fucking need a tea break after that. You're like, Jesus Christ, that was, it, it's, I'm kind of like interested to like watch it on like normal TV and see how they hear the fucking adverts at the stupid times. <laughs> it would fucking kill me if they put an advert like halfway into that conversation. Aye. It just fucking him asking for a glass of milk, then it just cuts away yeah. to fucking a ready break advert. Yeah. But our second chapter. Yeah. We get introduced Ooh. to the bastards. Yeah. I do love, like, just the fact that they cried the bastards, like, when people refer to, like, Aldo and the bastards, yeah. it just makes it sound like this really fucked up swing band. <laughs> <laughs> Aldo and the bastards. Yeah. I quite liked um, Brad Pitt's, like, southern like, mm. accent. Mm-hmm. And it worked quite well with the film. And his wee, like, shitty tash. Ah, his wee, he's got, like, the wee salt and pepper, like, this is him starting to get grey now. Well, yeah. unless they're just fucking makeup, but... He's, he is, he's a fucking great piece of this film as well. And it's funny to see, like, they, we don't get to see a lot of them in these chapters because it's like we're being told three stories to begin with. Yeah. Like, it's sort of like your, your first chapters are introduction to, to Hans, Landa, then you've got the Bastards. And then you've got um, Shoshona's Emmanuel and the whole cinema yeah. thing with Frederick, but the bastards. Oh, right, right enough. They're they're kind of like faceless, nameless characters, apart yeah. from a few that get get to shine later on. Yeah, but amongst them we get uh, Hugo Stiglitz. Yes, yeah. he's like one they pick up later on. Isn't it? It's like they show up. There's like they're in some underground thing, and he's in a a fucking cell reading the newspaper. Yeah, because uh, he um he oh, what was his backstory? I that, he this is where he like, was it like like insubordination or something because he killed was like, X amount of generals. Ah, oh, yeah, it was fucking... Sam Jackson was doing the narration. Ah, he too, was wasn't the narrator. Ah, some of the kills were fucking grim. Like I those shotgun blasts. Ah. The one that always like fucking got me was the fucking like pillow of the face and just fucking 
Damn the, the amount of fucking blood that he's pulling up with that blade, that, ah, that's horrific. Yeah, and then there's the, the one where he's ramming his the fist. fist in the mouth. <laughs> that's, that's nightmare material. Like, just seeing him, like the look on that man's face, like, what the fuck do you do? This boy's yeah. just put his entire fist in your mouth. Yeah, and then obviously Aldo and his gang pick him up, basically. Aye. Because that was, was like, I'm Aldo, and these are the bastards. <laughs> And that's where he does like the business is booming speech. Yeah. Aye. I but. quite like the the be like like the be name thing that um what's his name Stiglitz got. Aye. Like when it shows the up. The style is it's like a seventies film. Isn't yeah. It? It's, it's like, like Shaft fucking Shaft. Aye. Because just like Hugo Stiglitz. Like, yeah. It's even just a good name, say Stiglitz. <laughs> yeah. And he does. He gets fucking. He's a bit of a rat. Like. A mental character. Aye. He doesn't really talk much in the film nah, as well, that's the thing. But if he, get, he gets a chance to kill somebody, he'll fucking kill you. and he's got a... And it's not just a wee gun that he carries about, he's got a fucking big, like, LMG almost. Mm-hmm. Ah, uh, he gets to shine later on, like, when you get yeah. that fucking... Eh, uh, chapter four, maybe. Yeah. But then we've got the bear Jew. Yeah, Eli Roth. Aye. I, I should have looked, like, does he act as... Any other folk, or is he? Because I know also he is the director. He's Cabin Fever and uh, Hostel. Yeah. Was it, was it the last Exorcism? Nah. No. Um, but I like Cabin Fever, Hostel. I done that knock knock with Keanu Reeves last year. Yeah, I. An early birthday present for Keanu Reeves. Uh, honestly, it was. It just got a bit stupid towards the end. Aye. Uh, um, it did do the remake of that Carnival Holocaust. It was the Inferno. I've still no got around to watching it, although I have seen that. It's on Netflix, so I might actually... Ah, shit. Aye. Yeah, look. There's something about that that, even though I've not seen it, and I have a rough idea, but it feels like it must be a hard watch. Also, yeah. the original will be a fucking hard watch. Like that, That's not a feel-good film at all. But yeah. But I, I don't think he does a lot of Aye, like, it just seems like, stuff. like, and he's no, he's no, uh, he seems like a handsome chap in this, like, he's he's kind of got, like, a face, Aye, like, he, he's he, not an ugly bastard. Yeah, I mean, like, like he, he does look Jewish. Aye, and, like, a big, thick hair, head of black hair, and yeah. him a fucking baseball bat, he, he doesn't look like a scrawny kid either. Yeah. He does, they make him look... Like a mean bastard in this. But it's when he's fucking teeing off on those fucking Germans. Aye, with the bat. Aye, that aren't gaining any information and he's fucking... And he's fucking talking about... Oh, he's hitting it down fucking... Aye, he's talking about a a baseball player. Aye, he's getting all fucking like giddy about it. Yeah. But aye, that one fucking general that gets... Aye, and he doesn't even, his fucking melon doesn't he even fucking seem bothered that he's no that he's going to get his head caved in. Aye, and it looks fucking horrible. Like aye, the camera it, cuts. The ca- aye, the camera pans away. Yeah, when so he's it's doing like it. just the boys on the hill looking down. Yeah, and it just like it just looks like a vast, a fucking watermelon getting yeah. obliterated, and then the fucking third boy because one tries to run and just gets aye. shot. The third boy is like, right, just tell us where the guns are. And he's like, yeah. And they're all just kind of, Aye, they're bringing the, the other German guy who translates for him. Aye. Aye, because 
he's is he the third guy that went into the basement? Aye, he's Archie the one that goes in with Archie. Aye, and Hugo. Yeah. Uh, but it's just when he gives it up, like the information, and they yeah. they, they they send the message back to Hitler. Aye, okay. So like, what are you gonna do? Like, when you leave the army, it's like I'm gonna like go home and. Was it? I can't mind the dialogue, but it's like you more or less just want to go back to his normal life. Aye, it's like aye, like you can't do that. Aye, you want to like burn his uniform. It's like aye, it's like, it's like we can't hear that. It's like we want, to, it's like we want everybody to know that you're a Nazi. Exactly. Like, so I'm going to give you something that you can't take off. Aye, and it's a fucking. <laughs> isn't it? Hang on, hang on, like like you didn't see it. You see it from, you see it for the camera up view when he's talking to Donny. Aye. And uh, then it cuts to him talking with, it was Hitler. with Hitler, wasn't it? Aye. And it, it's from his angle where you just see it, yeah. it, it healed. The, yeah. the fucking scar on his forehead or the swastika. Yeah. Aye. It, it's a fucking, always a strong subject to talk yeah. about. To so. be fair, the one bit that I quite liked was when Aldo was doing his speech at the top, at the start. Mm-hmm. And he's like, uh, he's like, I want my hundred Nazi scouts. And then immediately it cuts to fucking Hitler going, nine, nine, nine. Aye, aye. It's like, uh. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's the same, like, fucking, I'm sure that's been parodied all over the fucking world, isn't it? Right. Yeah. But, aye, because they use, I think they use the exact same sequence, like, in the fucking trailer as well. Yeah. Like, just to kind of show, like, we've got Hitler in this movie. And just to see him, like, like, fucking, yeah. the bastards. <laughs> um, proper years, like, proper Jewish slang as well when they talk about him, because they start calling, like, Donny, like, Gollum and all that. Eh? It's, it's like, a, like a, a, it's like a racial slur, but it's like a slur in, like, Jewish terms and stuff. Aye, aye. Because that's how you get him, and you get fucking Joseph, was it Goebbels? Yeah. Um that fucking shot like it's later on it's in like the next chapter but when you see him and his French uh, translator aye and then it cuts the shot of I think it's like Emmanuel imagining like what's going on it's the sex scene where Goebbels is shagging the translator and he's like aye like a fucking horse (laughs) he's just this wee weekly man doing a wee fucking girly scream as he's fucking Trying to pound his French translator. Yeah. <laughs> even that, like, even fucking, I could hear Margaret giggling watching that scene as well, just how <laughs> fucking excited he is. <laughs> and I was going to say favourite bastards, but there's, I feel like you're either going forward, like, the Jew bear, wait, the bear Jew? Bear Jew. The bear Jew, or Hugo, who's not really a bastard. Yeah. And then you kind of get the two guys at the end. So, aye, there's... Do you have one outside of the what we've mentioned? Ah, no, really. I've never really aye, thought the, about that. They're, eh? really, they're kind of... It's not like we're talking about the fucking the colours from Reds of Our Dogs. Yeah. Like, they're not given anywhere near as much detail yeah. to the characters as they hear. It's yeah, because really, you only get the story on fucking... Uh, Stiglitz. Exactly. Uh, uh, they're more or less like like red shirts in Star Trek films. Yeah. Like they're kind of there to get killed 
But we do get to see what happens with them because it, it just focuses on key characters. Yeah. And again, it is like over the course of. Like, would you say that, like Donnie was like Aldo like second in command? Aye, definitely. Because after this, when it cuts to chapter three, a, a German night in Paris. Yeah. It fast forwards to. Nineteen forty four. Yeah. So. By that point, the bastards have had four years. Yeah, or three, three. Aye, three to get, to get into what they're doing to infiltrate. Yeah. France. And we get to see Shoshona is now this now owns a, a a small cinema. Yeah. And we get fucking Frederick, Frederick Zoller, Daniel Brühl. Yeah. Like he oh he's a war hero. Yeah. Which you don't get to find out at first. He just seems to be like this, this... Well, she describes him as this fucking soldier that wants a pretty French girlfriend. Yeah. And, but he's trying to come across as, like, a wee cinephile. He's like, I, I fucking love films. I can't believe... I love that you've shown this. And he starts comparing, like, Charlie Chaplin to this other guy. Yeah. And he just, like, just really wants... He wants to get his own podcast. He just wants to sit and talk about films for someday. Yeah. And she's not got and time like, day for it's, him. It's almost borderline like stalker material. Eh? It'll get, ah, it would have got there. Because it's, it's, it's another bit where she's in the wee like, window seat and he's like at the window. Chapping in. Because that's it. She's sitting in like a cafe the next day smoking a fag, having a cup of coffee. And he's like... And that's where you get like that shot of her is like saying uh, like I just want to be your friends and he's like and she's like I don't want friends I don't need any more friends like leave me alone yeah. and that's when you get all those cunts like older generals come through he's like it's oh, you can I shake your hand and yeah. they're getting autographs and the lassie's like oh I can't believe you're dating this guy and she's now curious like what has this guy done who is he because he's a relatively young looking chap he's no yeah. and it turns out he's this cunt that's killed a large amount of soldiers over the course of three days <laughs> aye aye and the boy's that besotted with her yeah. like anyway to sort of try and win her over like fuck it we'll make the premiere of the movie I star in come to your cinema yeah that, that, that'll have to impress yeah. her and we'll bring Hitler aye <laughs> And it's the next scene because obviously it comes back to her like the next day she's fucking changing the boards outside yeah. putting the letters up. And speaks to Marcel. Aye. And then the fucking... Are, are they married or are they just dating each other? Aye, I think... I just think they're just screwing around probably. It's yeah. just... Them, their cinema. But I reckon what... Like, what would it have been like if... I reckon how what black people were treated like back during the Second World War. Yeah. Like, especially, like, well, Frederick Zoller said it himself, like, honestly, on the night, in the cinema, we, we don't want the film being handled by a Negro. We don't, yeah. we don't want the success or the failure to be at his hands. We need you. If you can do it, you do it. Let's not have him. Didn't invite him that night. Yeah. So it's still kind of a thing where there's still, like, a racial Aye. Aye. thing about the... Like what? Hitler found it. There's a black guy projecting the film, like nation's pride being projected by a Negro. Like oh no, nah. 
<laughs> let's just leave him at home. But as she gets fucking escorted to that meeting, like Aye. another fucking coffee shop. But it's not until well she get she introduced the Goebbels and his translator. Yeah. And like fucking Frederick drops the bomb night, right? The film's coming to your cinema. Yeah. And it's not until the end of that scene where fucking Hans shows up. Yeah. And everyone just goes, oh, this has just got, like, not awkward, just fucking horribly tense. Yeah. Like, does he remember? Does he fucking... Yeah, because he even says it when he's, like, talking to her. Aye. And it's like, it's like, it's like something, like, really, like, odd that I remember, like, I know you for somebody, but I really didn't care. He's like, it must not be important. Aye, aye. And it's just what he's sitting doing, and he orders like a strudel, yeah, and the cream. Oh, and he makes a big deal about you want to wait for the cream, just wait. And again, he he's still he's loving life. Eh? He's uh, like just this general. He's a colonel now, and he's just sitting there with his cup of tea, and he's obviously quite alarmed. He wants to inspect the cinema. Yeah. He wants to know everything's got to be fine before even the thought of Hitler appearing will happen. Yeah. He wants to make sure like there's nothing funny about her. Yeah. But there is one point where he, I reckon if he if it's just that part where he talks about the cream, but there's a part where he just talks about milk or dairy and he says something and she kinda like like just I reckon if it's just a fucking stark reminder of her fucking dad. But oh no, her dad, the fact the, the farmer that they yeah. lived with. Just when they mention something about milk, I was like, I wonder if that's just like, this catches a nerve with her or something. Yeah. But her acting's fucking brilliant when he's like happy enough with her. Yeah. Decides to leave. Well, he gets called away. Aye. Aye. And just the fact that they're all that eating strudel and he loves it and just puts his fire on it. Just like, tss. seems to move for the fucking pipe to the fire. Aye. So he just leaves and she just has a fucking breakdown in her seat. Like, she's just like, (laughs) just fucking overcome with like fear and just all her fucking emotions just erupt at once. Yeah. It it is a fucking powerful scene because, like, watching it now for your fourth or fifth time, you could just kind of sit back and enjoy it. You can enjoy it for for what it is, but for that first time watching it, you feel sick. You like, don't find out, please. Don't, don't do, don't give it away. Like, like you just want it to be okay. You didn't want to f- something horrible to happen yeah. to this character. And I think it's that point we go into chapter four. Yeah, and there that, isn't uh, anything else after that scene, isn't there? After the big coffee, but that's when she starts with the plan. Right, and she talks to. Marcel. Yeah. Aye. They're, they're walking about like the corridor of the cinema. Yeah. Planning it. I, I like that, that we have like this this strange coincidence that you've got Aldo and the Bastards plotting to kill Nazis. Uh, kill Hitler. Yeah. And then you've got uh, Shoshona also wanting to kill Nazis and Hitler. Yeah. Like, they're just like two different parties, both have the, the same objective 
and it all kind of ends up in the same building by the yeah. end of it. Like, it, it's just clever because you're all the marketing is on the bastards led by Brad Pitt. Yeah. But when you get in there, you feel like yeah, it's really about the story about this little girl. Basically. Aye, the fact that had her family killed in front of her, and she's going to go get revenge on on fucking uh, Hans Landa and fucking Hitler's a bonus. Yeah. And a whole bunch of fucking Germans. Yeah, like basically the third right. Exactly. All in, uh, you just have to blow up your cinema. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> uh, between a rock and a hard place, but if you could end the war in like one go by burning all your fucking 35 millimeter prints. Yeah. But. <laughs> and then we come to chapter four. My favourite part of this film. Like, yeah, I quite, I quite enjoyed this chapter. Aye, it's almost like a compl- a separate film. Just yeah. Injected in there, like it's like it's like the whole casting changes. Uh, you get fucking Michael Fassbender as fucking Cheerio Pip Pip as the fucking <laughs> British Archie Hickox. Yeah. Uh, Fucking Mike Myers. Mike Myers as <laughs> this old fucking general cunt. Yeah. Who's like strangely brilliant in this. Yeah. If somebody was saying, right, right, we need like Michael Myers, Mike Myers in a fucking Tarantino film, I couldn't imagine how they would do it. Like, mm. could you imagine him in Pulp Fiction? Nah. Nah. Could you imagine Reservoir Dogs? Nah. Nah. And you would just think, how the fuck? Where the fuck does he fit in Glorious Bastards? Of yeah. course, fucking put makeup on him, like, and just the way, like, he kind of still has like a wee cheeky, like, uh, sense of humor about him. Yeah, just adds to like the fucking character he's playing. That's where he's on a bit where he goes, "I uh, we've got all our eggs in the basket, and we're yes. going to blow up the basket." <laughs> and the old <clears throat> boy sitting at the piano was that supposed to be their their Churchill? Aye, Rod Taylor. Aye. Uh, but I is uh, is a fucking clever clever fucking chapter like the fact that they're all fucking livid the fact that it's in a basement to begin with yeah like Fassbender's freaking out and at this point they're they've met up with the bastards uh, and, and their the contacts that uh, Bridget Von Hammerschmack ha- yeah whatever and like that whole fucking scene like when they get down there like when this second this little magic little movie starts in the middle and they go down there and it's just got all these oh just all these low level yeah, officers yeah, like, low rank basically getting, privates getting pushed ah exactly because they're wetting wetting the boy's head the guys become a faller just five hours earlier and like, they're all just playing card games and like they're they're fucking overwhelmed because they've got a fucking German film actress, yeah. uh, fucking Bridget von Hammerschmark, is having drinks with them and yeah. they're all just getting pissed, having a good time, and they guys like Archie, Hugo, and the translator are more or less kind of appear as like her pickup, like yeah. coming here to pick her up to go. Was it to go to the premiere or was Aye, that the following night? The premiere. Aye. I'm just thinking about the fucking timing of this. Actually, wait a minute. It might have not been. It might have been the, the following day. I was. It was the following day. Aye. And 
I do love how it plays it because thinking if that meeting went went well, they came, picked her up, and they all left together, it would have been Bridget, Archie, Hugo, and the translator. Like, the M3 would have been the Italians. Yeah. And her. Like, for the pure comedic element, of course, I'd be Brad Pitt and fucking Eli Roth and fucking Omar. Yeah. But, like, but just to be fact, fair, though, they two looked a lot more Italian than fucking. Fucking Hugo Michael Just the conversations, like, they have. Yeah, so they're trying to, like, discuss the plan and shit. Aye, but this boy's pissed and he's besotted by fucking Hammerschmack and he just wants to come over and talk. Yeah. And he gets that, that shot where it's like looking at all of Michael Fassbender at shot over his shoulder and he comes over and he just spills his drink on his uniform. Aye. And he's just like... Aye, he's fucking, getting fucking pissed. Like, you are annoying me, son. You need to get lost. Like, you're balling her. We are... We, they look like they ranked above him. Aye. Like, and it's like, you know, you're annoying us, you're annoying her. And that's when it, the fucking boy's cocky because he's like, yeah. Actually, sir, what, your accent's a little bit funny. Where where do you come from? Uh, and is that not like Hugo was like, who the fuck do you think you are? Questioning an officer. Questioning an officer. Exactly. And that's when fucking Colonel Hellstrom. Yeah. Just kind of walked this big black jacket. And he's in the corner. He's in the corner of the bar. Like, he's at his table. Like. Aye, he just fucking walks in out of nowhere. Just like, I'm curious as well. And I outrank you. And it's like, oh, fuck. <laughs> fuck. No. It's just like, it's again, it's just constant tension building in this film. Yeah. We're like, oh, no. Because that's like... If, when I watch films, I just want everything to go well. I don't want anything bad to happen. And just the fact that, like, oh, it's just got a bit awkward. And, yeah. and then it's, it's going well. It was. Uh, they were having, like, the little card game. Like, mm, the Guess Who. And yeah. fucking Hellstrom gets the, like, the King, King Kong, Kong card. Yeah. And the way Which he's... Which to be Hitler's favourite film. Oh, that's a fucking... Yeah. Well... Okay, um, I, I Tarantino must have knew that, eh, like just, ah, just to include ah, that. Probably would have put it in. But just the way fucking Hellstrom was going through, it's like, wait, I'm in chains, I'm on a boat, came to America. He's like, am I a Negro? He's like, no, yeah. nah. He's like, no, oh, I must be King Kong. And takes the car off. Yeah. <laughs> just the fact he just makes that weed fucking joke about black people. We're just like. Aye. And that's when that's when it drops. But thing is, like when you first watch it, you don't. Can I didn't. I never picked up on the fucking signal. Aye, the hand gesture. And, uh, yeah. That's it. Like hell, it was Hellstrom. Like he said, right, I'm gonna order you some whiskeys. Yeah. And like we're all happy. I, I guess you're good guys. Let's leave you to yourselves. Three yeah. whiskeys, and the guy comes over. Like how much glasses? And then just fucking. Archie puts his hand up instead uh, and he says three and that's just when the penny drops and Hellstrom's like yeah and he just he doesn't he doesn't like jump up and go ah, ah, ah. he just kind of plays it cool and he just does he does that great line he's like you're a bit as German as a fucking Scotch is or you're not yeah. any more German aye that's it and he's like well 
you need to he, I can't why am I trying to fucking come up with a dialogue but he just he's got the gun pointed at his fucking balls uh, and he says well that's fine I've had a gun pointed at your balls the whole time we've sat here uh, and fucking Hugo comes in and I've got a gun on your balls <laughs> like he just comes in and like fuck it uh, and it's like, oh, Hugo's just, he is, he's And got, then it's where the fucking person behind the bar's got their hand on the fucking shotgun. Ah, he kins it, it's getting tense. Like, he's just like, this is good to get ugly. I'll be ready just in case. Uh, and it's no until where, I guess they're just like. Aye. Was it fire? Hugo shoots first. Aye, and it is, it's just like, almost the fucking end of Reservoir Dogs, where all they just all starts fucking shooting each other and fucking Hammersmart takes a shot on the leg like all kind of, like the dude behind the bar gets shot uh, all the fuck at the other table all freak out and they all start shooting and you even get a shot of fucking Hugo like getting a chance to pull a, a knife out and starts knifing the boy in the back of the uh, neck <laughs> like if I'm going it I'm knifing some cunt I'm taking you with me uh, it's a fucking brilliant a fucking brilliant piece in this film like and the thing is well like for fucking Wilhelm it'd be fucking steaming and aye. still have been able to function a fucking assault rifle aye I guess all that shit kicking off sobers you up like f- <sighs> quickly like just the yeah. fact that it's like him almost left and then you have like fucking Aldo Reigns at the aye. top of the stairs going right okay this is what I come down just want to make sure if is everyone dead and he's like ah everyone's dead and fucking Hammersmack yeah. sits up and goes no 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 and he's like let's, let's get the lady and we'll leave put in the guns everyone will live you'll get to go be play dad oh hung's cool <clears throat> and there's no until he fucking cries that last year slut and she fucking turns around and shoots him yeah because fucking Aldo Reigns isn't coming down the stairs because he sees him pointing the fucking machine gun at him because uh. he's freaked he was like, what the fuck is going on here? Yeah. But. But it was the interesting bit of that was well when him and Aldo's talking. I was like, well, Ken, if, if I come down there and you shoot me, I've got boys up here that's going to chuck their grenades and kill you. Aye, aye. So, so there's no way you're shooting me. Because they have that analogy of like a Mexican standoff. Yeah. But it's the fucking next. Like the next fucking scene where. Ah, uh, well, that's pretty much that chapter of uh, Operation Kino, eh? Aye, I think if it goes, because you get your. Like, they take fucking Hammersmack to the vet. Aye. And start interrogating her, just like, I'll just put my finger in your bullet hole wounds. That looks so fucking sore and as well, like, eh? Alright, tell me what the fuck's going on, and that's where she kind of is like, alright, we're going to the premiere, we need three Italians, and we'll go in and. Like, we're going to fucking blow up Hitler. Yeah. And fucking, that just seems ideal for fucking uh, Aldo and his pals. Yeah. And it's like, she's like, well, how the fuck am I supposed to go on now with a bullet wound in my leg? It's like, I will wrap it up in a cast and we'll, uh, we'll see you broke it mountain climbing. Ah, because that's funny enough. Mountains. <laughs> and it does, it's the fucking, <clears throat> like, next chapter. Does uh, it all start off with land at the fucking scene of the basement aye because he comes down yeah just to see what the fuck's happening he finds like the slipper well the the high heel shoe yeah. to Bridget and, and he finds the, the napkin fucking, the napkin with her 
signature and the, the yeah. lipstick on it. See, now, when I first, like, when I first watched one, I didn't really pick up on that as much. Same when I watched it the other, maybe the other last, twice maybe, I never picked on how he knew that she was bullshitting. Aye. But because I was paying more attention to the day, I picked up on the fact that he fucking, he knows obviously. Aye, the fact that she's... He puts him in a false sense of security. Ah, he doesn't trust her, the fact that her shoe's there. A fucking note with her name on it yeah. is there, and like there, and for her to say, "Oh no, I I was mountain climbing this morning." It's like, nah, nah, <sighs> I don't trust you at all. You and your Italian pals. Yeah. Fucking. <laughs> that was funny. Aye. I was fucking. I was Aldo trying to talk mm. Mexican, no Mexican Italian. Aye. And I, I mean, it, like, is hang is like like all say. Like Hankins, he uh, uh, he's and he he's, he's fucking guys. milking it, eh? oh. and he's like he's like come on, a bit more lively, musical. Aye, and it's fucking Eli Roth. Aye, what was like like Margarete? <laughs> no, 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 once more, Margarete, the musical now, Margarete. So what about you? Like, uh, was it Tony Demuco? Aye, like, Demi Coco or something. Aye, like, and it's like. Okay, right. I've made fun of you enough. Because he was sitting... Fucking Aldo Reigns gets it quite easy, but he's like... A Ravidergy. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, he does. He just... Ken's like, you aren't Italians at yeah. all. And he speaks to them in Italian. Like, rattles off two or three lines of dialogue. And they go... They kind of just do the nod <laughs> going... Aye. Yeah. Mm. What the fucking Aldo says? Oh, I fucking hell if I know it, but he does. He just like he's a multilingual, talented little bastard. Yeah. Like he's perfect for the role that yeah. he's in. He could yeah. one bit as well that makes Christoph Waltz that mere majestic in this film is when Bridget von Hammersmith tells him that she broke her leg mm-hmm. in climbing. It's when he walks away and like turns around and has the wee fucking hysterical laugh <laughs> and that really like he obviously plays up on it eh? aye. but it's, it's fucking faultless aye it's the, I always forget that next scene like we all remember the shot of fucking uh, Aldo Reigns getting tackled in the lobby yeah like just seeing all these fucking bodies flying no, like aye, all directions take them down but I forget that fucking Landa just strangles Bridget to death. Aye. That fucking launches off, launches off the chair. Eh? Aye. He's got, like, there's some pent-up anger behind that little peppy exterior. Yeah. But it's just, and they're both hands just fucking Aye. wringing her neck and you just, they just cut to the feet. Yeah. Just to show you how much fight she has and then just lifeless. Yeah. Because by this point, like he he's working his own way out. Yeah. But he get he sends the two boys in, like Donny DeMoco and fucking yeah. Mr. Margaretti water their seats and aye, he's, fucking jokes the life aye. He he's playing along with it. Aye. That's the easiest way to say it. Like he's right, okay, let's see where this can go. Sends them away, gets a hold of fucking Aldo Reigns. But he picks up the... When he gets ready, Bridget, he picks up the stick of dynamite. Is that no on Al, fucking Brad Pitt's leg? 
I think it was oh, on yeah, him. Aye. Aye. Because I think he wears shoes fucking hiding those sticks. Uh, <laughs> but aye, because they get to keep uh, fucking Omar and Eli Roth get to keep their sticks. They're yeah. sitting in the auditorium and it's not until he's interrogating Brad Pitt outside where <laughs> I love that shot where he's talking about like I think in what he says but he just fucking pokes him in the forehead with his and finger fucking head him. and Brad Pitt's character like just the fucking hood goes Phew! like he, like I made you flinch where he's like <laughs> just taking a piss at him and then he, he does he just fucking <laughs> fucking cracks him with a headbutt and like he just keeps a hold of him and obviously they strip him of his fucking dynamite yeah and it's no till like they take him to that I'm pretty sure he just takes a like a fucking cafe over as his headquarters, and that's where like they find fucking BJ Novak. Where is he? No, he was in the truck. Aye, like I would. I they must have picked him up somewhere. Aye, like whatever the bastards were doing, he was out somewhere, and they just pick him up along the way, and it's no till he does his fucking like just this great wee fucking switch where. Yes, it, they described it on Wikipedia that uh, Landa becomes a turncoat. Yeah. Like, he's ready to switch sides. Yeah. He feels like uh, he's come as far as he could here. It's, there's a good opportunity to end the war tonight, and I want to be part of it. Yeah. And he's, he's just like, let's, let's make a deal. Let, yeah, then he let, rattles off all these things, and he wants his pension paid and the current rank that he's in he wants a fucking a house on an island Nantucket Island or something Aye, Nantucket and he's like he wants to be part of this and I want it to be me that was responsible for killing Hitler and he says and that part's true and of course it does show you him like patting gobos on the shoulder aye and he kicks the fucking dynamite under the fucking chair aye so but I love that just that wee twist where it's like right let's switch it around <sighs> Yeah. And we just think, right, we're sorted. You guys are safe. I'm safe. We just need to get that Normandy border tomorrow. We'll switch sides, yeah. play along with it, and I'll be a war hero. Yeah. What's the it, worst that can happen? And then happen? it cuts back to the cinema with Donnie and... Um, what's his name? Omar. Omar. Mm-hmm. And actually, whilst all this is going on, we've still got like our subplot. Uh, Emmanuel oh yeah and um, and Marcel just fucking plan to burn the place down where they they splice in like a mess is like you could just of like burn the place down whilst we're all fucking sitting but no let's film something yeah and the batter fuck it some there's a couple of interesting uh, travel notes regarding that film as well go for it then nah I'll get that alright but this is when they battered like the fucking guy that, that fucking uh, develops the film for them. Uh, like, right, you won't fucking do it. It's like, no, no. And they just, I think, what the fuck they threatened them with. Oh, it's like mind. she was going to chop his fingers off or something. They just, something brutal, and the guy panicked, and then it cuts to the next shot, and they've just got this nice, freshly developed film of her just basically, like, yeah, exacting her revenge mm. against them all and. All the fucking and it's Nazis. the fact that like during like, the screening, like Hitler's fucking loving every kill oh, in this film. He's giddy. He's like, yes. And <sighs> he has like that little speech where it's like cut to another scene where he's talking about like Frederick Zola's done such a huge thing. Like this kid's killed all these people. 
I like the only way I could really repay him is by attending the premiere at least. Like that's the only way like I could see myself being there. Like I've had a change of heart. Yeah. I need to support this kid. Let him know that what he's done has meant a lot to me. Yeah. And it's just like it's fucking globals as well when uh, Hitler's like I was like I might be a like finest one yet and he's like on the chair and he's like fucking wiping away the tears aye he is like they're just a slight comedic relief to him it's just this uh, just silly little fucking minion to what's going on where he's just well he's just a puppet really yeah but I but do love it he's played comedically going back to the Lander's talking to Aldo Rain and mm-hmm. uh, BJ Novak and that's when he uh, they like refer to like Novak as a little man. Aye, they're talking about <laughs> their their nicknames. Yeah. Because obviously they cried Landa the Jew Hunter. Yeah. And they cried Aldorin the Apache. Is that, is that? Aye, Aldo Aye. the Apache was his nickname. Yeah. And then they mentioned fucking poor yeah. BJ. The little man is like, like, so why did, you, why did they call me the little man? I'd be chuckled with that. Aye, so, oh, no, just and then the hang as well, like, like when it cuts out later on, like, it's amazing that how small BJ Novak really is. Aye. Compared to like fucking Christoph Waltz and Brad Pitt. Aye, because I, I always thought Christoph Waltz isn't a tall person either. Yeah. But, um, I've always kind of known him as a short cunt. If I just yeah. seen him in the office, he's about the same height as like all the women in that show. Yeah. But I did like. Because other than that, those scenes there, his character's nothing in this film. Yeah. Um, but. And it cuts back to the cinema, obviously. And then. Zoller has. Like, decides to go and see. Nah, he's, yeah. he's, he's still just like, oh, I'll go see what she's up to. And yeah. just see, like, my films on this art. And say, I'm, I think in it. It's he, like, surely I must be getting blown now. Ah, like. that's it. He is. He's just wanting. He's just itching for something. Like, anything for this girl. Yeah. And so I'll just bother her till I get it. And like I'm trying to think what the fuck happens because does he know just like, like, I know like the door she, um, she's like they're, they're talking and then because she's ready to start the tape so the the real the real he's always interrupting it and she then like, she completely like snaps on him. Aye. And uh and because he feels that he's like I'm a fucking I'm yeah, a war like, hero. Like what he is, he then fucking like pushes the door open. Aye. And, uh, and she's like, fucking, you you hurt me. He's like, oh good, we could see that you actually feel things. You have yeah. emotions. And he's like, I'm fucking tired of you, yeah. woman. And then she's like, fuck it. She's like, shut the door. Aye. And he's like, what? Well, far. He's like, oh, it doesn't matter. He's like, no, no. He's like, shut the door. He's like a fucking giddy 16 year old. And then she just fucking turns and just shoots him in the back like two or three times. Aye. That was quite a brilliant shot. And even more, like, it does kind of get that maybe an Ericone, Mericone Western music almost. Aye. Where just like, you think, well, you think that's it. And she goes to turn him over. Like, is is she feeling sorry for him? Is she going to cradle him? Got the fucking gun in his horns. Yeah, shoots like twice. Eh? Aye, and, and it's it, a slow motion. The highlight from back. Just the big fucking plumes of smoke. But this burst. was obviously a while. But she's obviously signalled for the reel to go in. Aye, like the the plans are go. Yeah, but and then it's as soon as the we clip comes on, it was like nine, nine. Aye, that's a right away where she's just fucking starts, triggered. Aye, 
and fucking Marcel's in the background just smoking a fire going this chucks it yeah but but before that though one bit that I actually really liked is when uh, Donnie and Omar meet up mm-hmm. and they go to uh, oh, deliver the fucking drinks to like Hitler and that and they've got aye. like the wee wrist fucking guns aye the fucking and it kind of like almost gets like it's like the music gets like turned up a wee notch aye when uh, when obviously Donnie's hit the first guy Aye. And then Omar comes running in Aye, slow motion. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah. That's a fucking music cue. Like with Tarantino being a fucking huge worldwide cinema buff. That music cue is taken from a fucking Sammo Hung war film cried Eastern Condors. That music dun, 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 uh, is the th- main theme of that music. Anytime they do anything heroic in that film, dun, 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 dun. <sighs> like they're running someplace and it's floating. Dun, 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 dun. The fact that he put like those three notes in it just for like seconds were just like, <laughs> like yeah. just the fucking and I went on IMDb and they confirmed that Nohong like is a reference to Eastern Condors like yeah just small even a small music note throwing back to like a fucking Hong Kong film for like the late eighties is like oh he does he thinks of it all like yeah. Ken Walker put in here and it is it's just this great shot of him just running down the yeah. corridor and just. Punching the boy in the face with his fucking like wrist, wrist gun. gun, yeah, and fucking uh, Donny Dodoko fucking runs behind him, punches the other boy in the back a few times with his wrist gun. Yeah, it's clever stuff. And then obviously the fucking when chaos when it all kicks yeah. off. How fucking happy does uh, Donovan look when he's fucking shooting Hitler in the face? Aye, it's a fucking look in his eyes. Eh? They look like a pair of Pigs and shit. Yeah. As they're just, even to begin with, as they're just firing into the crowd below and them. See, the thing is, like, was it a suicide fucking, like, Aye, joke? mission. Aye, definitely. For them, like, for a chance to kill Hitler, I think they're like, even Aldo Reigns looked like he was happy enough to go out. And, uh, uh, like, just the fact they were all fucking packing dynamite. There was no way they were going to leave. They were happy. Yeah. And, I think fucking Donnie was in his element just the fact that he was fucking... Aye, and hang on, it doesn't shy away when the camera's fucking just showing just little chunks of his chunks face. his fucking. face being fucking blasted off. It was amazing. And that's it, I bet, like, it's at that point there, like, people watching is like, ah, oh, this is not, this is not historically accurate. Yeah. Like, I'm sure maybe for the beginning they should have thought, like, but, People romanticise stories about history. Of course, there wasn't yeah. like uh, Jack and Rose and the Titanic. That that wasn't a, a fucking real thing that happened. Like, but just for right, let us just fucking obliterate Hitler with machine guns. This is how we've all wanted it to happen. Yeah. Let's just show it to them, and then just like just the fucking oven's done. The clocks click and, yeah. and they'll fucking go and. To the point where even the front of the cinema, like all the fucking doors get blasted off, like yeah, nobody, everyone fucking died. Yeah, it was good. And then it just cuts to the next day when they're driving to Normandy. I guess, aye, they say it's like the American line is of Normandy, and they agree to, I guess, switch over, uncuff the fucking Aldo and. Utvich or something they uh, cried BJ and when they're sitting putting the hand 
he was getting the knife spark. Aye. And you see fucking... It's a fucking big knife, eh? Aye. I was like, I would have been quite worried to see what he used that fucking knife for on people if he got to it. Yeah. And then, like, Land... Lando? No. Um, Aldo gets his knife back. Yeah. And is when he gets the gun and they just fucking shoot the radio boy. Yeah. And that's where fucking Landa freaks out. He's like, what are you doing? Yeah. I, we agreed to... We are here for his life. Uh, and it's like a real fucking panic. Like the first time we've seen this boy quake in his boots. Yeah. Like, what the fuck's going on? And he's like, aye. We're just... Like, like, ah, what a bad deal. Exactly. It's like, I, I'll get chewed out for it. But I've been chewed out for it before. This is... This is fine. You could take your jacket off. You could go to Ireland and Nantucket. Be who you want to be. But we'll fucking let yeah. people know who you really are. Yeah. And we get to see it. Aye. We get and to it, see and it. And it's, 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 it's exactly what you think it's going to be. It's nasty it's fucking as fuck. Grim. It just looks so fucking sore as well. Aye, and it looks, it looks and it's, legit. What makes it look more real, like more real, is you see fucking like Lando like grabbing a fucking chunk of grass. Aye, aye, just the fucking. Uh, how else could you cope with that fucking pain of having your fucking forehead sliced open? Yeah. And it's done that well where you see them twist the knife and you just see his fucking eyes looking up. <laughs> yeah. His fucking face freaking out. Yeah. And then it cuts to the camera and like, I was like, Ken, that might be my best one. Aye, that's my masterpiece. Like, I guess this equivalent of like the trunk cam like you get in his films. Yeah. That is as close as we get to in this one. Because I'm pretty sure we don't get any trunk cam. Nah. So it's just the fucking the is Lando's point of view. Yeah. But and then yeah, it that's just it. cuts back to like that fucking Maricone Morricone music just yeah. in full pelt. Like Quentin Tarantino right in director and you're like, ah, this is a fucking good film. Yeah. And hang on as well. It's on for two and a half hours and it doesn't feel Aye, it it Disney overstays welcome. No. Nah. Do you want to do your trivia before we do facts and figures? Aye, go on then. Um, I've no run, I've only got fat. I was going to do the recast. Aye, go for it, because I, I, it's my turn. I fucking forgot this week. <laughs> so, Mike's done his homework. Uh, I'll do it for the five main. i never done it for like fucking Aye. Donnie or whatever. But for Aldo Ray, I've done Christian Bale. Yeah, aye. Um, Hans Landa I was trying to think and I, I wasn't going to recast him because I thought he was that fucking a... good mm-hmm. but I put Daniel Craig aye I could after seeing trailers for like Logan Lucky you could kind of see yeah you could play uh, funny or uh, weird Shoshana uh, Shosh- Shoshana whatever her name is a fucking I was struggling to fucking think, and then one thing I really think it was like maybe like Anna Kendrick. It had to be something quite youngish. Aye. Uh, um, I would have thought. Think about like just trying to think plain young actresses, maybe like that. Tessia Farmiger, the the uh, final girls girl, yeah. essentially. Uh, she looks um, like she would have been a bit of the age. Actress, I went for one that's like because they had a Diane Kruger as. Anyway, she's been Aye. in quite a few films, so I, I put in Carmen Diaz because I like seeing that bitch die. <laughs> <laughs> and 
for Archie Hickox, I went with Tom Hardy. Yeah, I, I could see that because I wasn't sure. I was I, I was torn between him and Liam Neeson, but then I was torn between Christian Bale and Liam Neeson to play mm-hmm. Aldo Rain. Aye, aye, I could see it. But I thought maybe Liam Neeson would be a bit too old for both parts. Aye, yeah, he's... Uh, uh, for the notes, the original title for the film was supposedly going to be Once Upon a Time in Nazi Occupy France. <laughs> but they just left that as Yeah, then that's where they called chapter. that as opening chapter, yeah. aye. Um, Eli Roth directed A Nation's Pride. Ah. Aye. All right. Um, I did the fucking Zola's the, the, movie. The film within a film. Exactly. Uh, any other notes? Um, actually, I, can you remember Brad Pitt's character in True Romance? Was he like the, the stoner on the stoner couch? Stoner on the couch. Yeah. In the Quentin Tarantino Universe. World universe, right? Aldo Rain was his <laughs> fucking grandfather. All right, so yeah. like the dude on the couch, did he get a name? Um, he he fucking he did, but I, I can't remember. It was I wonder, Floyd. Floyd. So I wonder if his na- his name would have been Floyd Rain. Yeah, but I think I think he got a second name in the film, but Aye. that's what one of the travel notes that in the Quentin Tarantino universe he was the grandson of Aldo Rain. Alright, yeah, we'll go with that. Yeah. There was loads of other like stuff. There was um that was another one. That he spent about ten years trying to write it. Right, okay. And he actually begun writing it before he'd done like Kill Bell and mm-hmm. Uh, death proof but he almost had to scrap the Hans Lander part because you couldn't find nobody and then he ended up Michael Fassbender apparently or that we wanted to roll mm-hmm. but <laughs> fucking like Grant Tarantino was like it's like He's like you're, he's like you're Archie Hickox. He's mm-hmm. like because I'm, he's like I'm not wanting the guy that plays fucking Heathcliff to play a fucking German like SS officer or not. <laughs> um, but I it wasn't until I didn't even if he watched any of the stuff that Crystal Fox was in before or if he just randomly showed up. Mm-hmm. But obviously, he almost like never had like the, 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 the part in the film. Eh? Aye, to the point where he's fucking going to scrap it. And the thing from that, wasn't this the fucking, like, an Oscar winner for Christoph Waltz? Ah, it was um, his first one for Best Supporting Actor, and he got Aye. the exact same in Django. Yeah. Three years later. Aye, so, like, imagine, like, if that got scrapped, like, that, we wouldn't even be talking of Christoph Waltz. That would not be yeah, a name. Yeah, I think now. Christoph Waltz would have been... I'd... Oh, what was his name in Django? Ah oh, shit! No, we'll find it next week. Uh, <laughs> um, right. Budget and box office. This film came with a budget of seventy-five million dollars. Yeah. So that's it's not bad. Yeah. Um, it made its money back. I am sure. I'm, easily I'm sure it made. It was next to Pulp Fiction. It was its most. It was his most. 
highest grossing. Yeah. Right. Um, how much hundreds of millions do you think it pulled in? I reckon it pulled in about 200. Uh, 321. Worldwide or was that domestic? Worldwide. Aye. Uh, domestic it was 120 and then uh, foreign market 200. Yeah. Because that, like, that seems to be a thing with like Tarantino's films. They always seem to be more popular outside of like, yeah. the domestic. Like places like Britain and Europe, things like that. Yeah. Eat it up. Uh, one star reviews. Let's see. So I've got a one star review on IMDb that I read after your one. I need to find it. Okay. Uh, out of the 658 reviews, the one star reviews consist of 83 altogether. All right. So I've, I've cherry picked a few this time. One star by Harry Bean. Jews acting like Nazis against Nazis is still wrong. Alright. Um, Was that it? Aye, that was just a one-liner. Jews acting like Nazis against Nazis is wrong. Alright. Okay. Uh, let's see. Can't believe anyone get LBD like us. Aye. Go on, son. Gross it. The first 20 minutes are great. And that's about it by Tommy99. The first 20 minutes are great, and that's about it. There's nothing fun or cool about this Tarantino movie. Brad Pitt, as usual, is terrible in this movie. A bunch of Jews beating up Nazis, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, cool. This movie is for 16-year-olds. Oh, wow. And I've got two more. A quick one. One star by Peter. Too many subtitles. <laughs> it's a fucking film on war. It's based in Nazi-occupied France. Ah, it's like, it's going to yeah. have subtitles. <laughs> I didn't come to see a movie to read. To be honest, I watched it on Cody today. Yeah. But I couldn't be bored like, hunting it out. And I was su- surprised I had the subtitles in it. I really needed it, so... Yeah. Um, Let's see. This last one is actually quite a lot but I feel I need to read it the title of the review is Help Free Angelina Jolie by Koala Bear <laughs> when was this written? shit I never looked <laughs> not recently I was gonna say uh, if you haven't figured out what a complete waste of time this film is having read any of the reviews on this page then you'll have to make the same mistake I did and watch this tripe how can I review it and deter you from watching this without giving it, giving too much away? I'll try my best. There is no clever plot. Nada. Zip. Just a director flipping us the birdie as he laughs all the way to the bank. The best part is Angelina Jolie looks great in the red carpet premiere photos. I could only wonder why she wasted her time and life with the talentless Brad Pitt. <laughs> So was that some like underlying tones that this was more? Aye, koala bears wanting to fucking put it to Jolie. Yeah, that's it. Like just sat there for two and a half hours. Like I can't believe that cunt uh, shags my Angie. When I was going through the reviews, there was one that's stood out, and it was on IMDb, and it was Tarantino's talking at tables, <laughs> and it was a one star, and it was a. 
Chapter one, once upon a time, at a table. <laughs> and it's like, in which a German Nazi and a French dairy farmer talk at a table for 20 minutes, first in French, then in English. Mm-hmm. Chapter two, three years of inglorious bastards in 16 minutes, without tables, mostly. <laughs> and it's like, in which an American lieutenant talks to his newly formed eight-man Jewish American commando unit. There are no tables present. Cut to Adolf Hitler. Three years later, he is angry at his men's inability to deal with the bastards. Hitler does. <laughs> Hitler does have a table. We return to the bastards in a flashback again. The still lack of table-based content. <laughs> Chapter three: German night in Paris at a table talking. <laughs> it's like in which a Jewish woman who escaped from under the table. <laughs> From under the table in chapter one has somehow managed to become the proprietress of a cinema. The Jewish woman talks to an actor at a table in a bar. Later, the Jewish woman, the actor, Joseph Goebbels, and a translator talk at a table in a restaurant. The actor and Goebbels talk in German. The translator translates German into French. The Jewish woman replies in French. The translator translates in French. In the German, Goebbels decides to hold a film premiere at a Jewish women's cinema. The actor and Goebbels leave. The Nazi, who talked with the dairy farmer at the table for 20 minutes, arrives. He talks with the Jewish women at the table. He leaves. The Jewish woman breaks down, overcome emotion. Having <laughs> <laughs> spent so long talking at a table. Fuck's sake. Chapter 4, Operation Table Talking. <laughs> <laughs> in which Austin Powers sends a British officer to join the bastards and an actress on a mission to talk in German at a table in a tavern. After 21 minutes of talking at a table, they all shoot each other. The actress survives and spends the next five minutes lying on a table talking. <laughs> chapter 5, Revenge of the Giant Table. Because chapter 5 is called Revenge Revenge of the the Giant giant Face. face. Yes, exactly. Uh, In which the bastards decide to continue the operation by talking in Italian and suicide bombing the cinema. The Nazi takes actress into a small room where they sit next to a table. (laughs) A a hole, I'm assuming that means shoe, better spell, a hole that he found under the table in the tower and fits her so he kills her. He then takes two of the bastards to the big room where they sit and talk at a table. Meanwhile, the cinema burns down. Hitler is riddled with bullets and the two bastards blow himself up for no good reason. The end. <laughs> Man, I, I'm not going to be able to watch this film again without just noticing all those tables. <laughs> Fuck, they are. They're everywhere. Oh, I thought it was pretty fucking funny. Like. <laughs> so, next week on Films and Swearing, we will be tackling uh, Jack Unchained for the third week of our Tarantino season. Starring Jamie Lee Curtis. Jamie Lee? Jamie Lee Curtis, no. Jamie Foxx. Jamie Fox. I imagine if you had fucking Jamie Lee Curtis in there. No. Jamie Fox, Leonardo DiCaprio, Christoph Waltz, and more. Yeah. Old Man Jackson. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Old, old, old Jackson. <laughs> um, if you want to find out more about us, filmsandswearing.com for all the links to social media, Blu-ray reviews, and our podcasts. Vote in future polls at FAS Podcast on Twitter. If you want to support us financially, patreon.com forward slash FAS Podcast. We will pay you back in podcasts. Uh, tomorrow I will be recording the Death Note podcast. Uh, and this weekend I think it's going to be our first silent film podcast as well with Andy. 
And of course, I thought you had already done it. I couldn't. It was spinning too much plates at once. I had to delay it. Uh, so finally, finally got to get that one sorted this weekend. So Phil Axis, our patron, comes at the cost of one dollar. So if you could spare a pound, you will be greatly rewarded. Until then, shout out for the theme music. Thanks to Zoom McPherson, Kenny B, Carol, and all the listeners for tuning in and letting us fill your lugs, but it's now that time of night for us to pull out. And if we've learned one thing for today, Mike, it would be... There is a fuckload of tables in this film. Certainly is. Fuck off and tune in next week. <laughs>